Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back once again, Bread and Circus Podcast. I am Rooster, here with Crow. Hello. Crow, I know that crows are black, and I know that you are a crow, but here's what I'm telling you. You ain't black. What? How dare you? Yeah. Especially if you're not voting for Joe Biden. Mm, You have a point. Yep, because if you don't don't know who you're voting for between him and Trump. You ain't black. You ain't black. Man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it, and the Republicans are going to have you all back in chains. Yep. Y'all. Yep. Um, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. Joe Biden was on with Charlemagne the God. Which I hate even saying. Yeah, why does he why, – why not just Charlemagne? Uh, he, yeah, he's got just a regular name and he decided to come up with that as his nom de plure, whatever the hell you call it. Nom de plure. Nom de plure. Um, that's, what, that's what we need is nom, nom de, de plures. Nom de plures. Um, and – Someone asked him, well, what, what he come up with in Charlemagne was because, you know, historically, who knows, some historical reason. I can't, I can't pull it out of my ass. But uh, then he said. Uh, we could use that for a drop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now he spells the God like tha, T-H-A. So Charlemagne, tha God. And he goes, well, why would you come up with that? Oh, because it sounded cool. Mm, not really. And then uh, Devin from Atheism is Unstoppable YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. He uh, did a video about the whole Biden thing, and he didn't hear about this guy before. But he goes, he looked him up, and he's like, "Yeah, the guy's like five foot six, so I just call him Charlemagne the, the Midget." <laughs> uh, Leonard Larry McKelvey. There we go. Is his name. So, anyways, he has a, a show. It's pretty po- apparently pretty popular, and he's had a lot of political people on the left on his show. The Breakfast Club's and he's the show. been known for actually getting them to like do some gaffes. Like, was it the Hillary that said she had her? Hot sauce in her purse on his show. Mm-hmm. And then he had uh, a couple other people. Buttigieg, I think, was on there. Uh, and a couple other people. I don't know. But um, anyways, he had Biden on and they um, went for went over, I guess, their time period. And at the very end, um, his handler or his wife, Biden's wife, which might be one and the same, said, hey, you know, we got to go. It's time. And, and Biden said, oh, sorry, we got to go. And Charlemagne comes on and goes, Oh, yeah, you, you're going to cut off a black man or something like that, you know, basically. Yeah, you can't cut off the yeah. black media or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and uh, Biden, you know, kind of blustered on, and Char- um, Charlemagne said, well, we'll have to have you back, and we have more questions for you. And and right there, there are people that are defending what Biden said and saying, oh, it's kind of a joke. And I'm like, no, he was he was legitimately, you can tell, he was legitimately pissed off that he had to deal with this. And when Charlemagne said, we'll have to have you back, we have a lot more questions, you could tell by the way his voice rose and his volume rose that and his man and his his, uh, his jive talk that he was pissed off that he had to come that that they were even considering having him come back for more questions because they should be locked down the blacks are supposed to vote for him so he got mad and he goes look look man my record goes to show the NCAA and they 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 endorse me and blah 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 every and, time yeah every time which isn't true but anyways uh, and he goes uh, my my record speaks for itself man. And if, if you have trouble, let me tell you, if you have trouble uh, voting for or thinking about who you're going to vote for between Trump and me, you ain't black. Man. And then, and, man. And then uh, 
Charlemagne comes in and goes, well, that ain't it. Well, it's not about Trump. It's about what you're going to do for my community. So basically, you know, you're going to give us hands, handouts. You're going to promise us handouts and actually deliver on those handouts or you're going to do what you always do. <sighs> Your racism. Yeah, well, that's basically what it comes down to. But people are trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, like like we give people on the right, because they always misconstrue humor on the right and say, oh, you know, we're being sarcastic or it's being humorous. And they're going, they're, they take it literally. And you're like, dude, don't take it literally. And they go, well, you have to extend the same courtesy to the left when they do it. No, Biden wasn't trying to be fucking funny there. You can tell. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> well, and even so, he's not a funny guy. No, never has been. He thinks he is. He's a lying sack of shit. He's and not a, a funny guy. And a child sniffer. Yeah. And speaking of jokes, do you want to hear a really funny one? Sure. So Gretchen Whitmer. Who is the governor, the governor of Michigan. The, the governess. Governess. Actually, sorry. She's the supreme ruler of. Uh, Gretchen Whitler. Yeah. She is the Sith Lord of, of Michigan. <laughs> she, uh, uh, you know, told people, hey, you can't, tra- you can't travel around. You you know, you, you can't, if you own two houses, you can't even travel between the two. You can't go visit relatives of yours. Right. None of that stuff. Now they've loosened some of that, but they are still the most restrictive state in the country by uh, the regulations they have in. And she said, you know, Hey, you can go up North to the UP to your, you know, for Memorial weekend, but just basically keep in mind, you're putting people at risk when you do it. So this whole finger wagging thing in the meantime, her husband apparently had called up to get their boat ready to have for Memorial Day weekend. Called the place where they had their boat and told the guy, hey, can we get our boat ready? And the guy goes, I'm starting three weeks late on this process. There are a bunch of people in front of you, so your boat's not going to be ready for Memorial Day weekend. And he goes, would it help if I told you I'm married to the governor? And the guy's like, No. And so he put that out on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. And at first, Whitmer denied that it happened. She's like, no, nope, didn't happen. And then she comes out and goes, my stupid husband was making a joke because he thought it would be funny and I'm not laughing. It's like, he didn't think it was going to be funny. He wasn't trying to make a joke. Yeah. You know, he married you, you humorless bitch. He's, he's not making jokes. Yeah. So... But that's, I mean, that's par for the course. There's a a, a whole list of uh, Democrat legislators and, and governors that are telling people what to do and then getting caught doing exactly what they told people not to do. So, well, don't you remember? Uh, Blasio did it. What is uh, what is Tucker called Northam in Virginia? Governor Blackface Klansman or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. He uh, he told everybody now they have to wear masks, have to do it. You know, you go outside, you got to wear one, blah, blah, blah. And it's one thing if if, uh, the mayor of Los Angeles says it, but now this is a governor. And uh, so people started showing, he said that, and then people were showing pictures of him taking selfies with people on the beach that weekend, no mask. Yeah. So he's leaning in, you know, six inches from people, neither one of them having a mask on. Uh, snapping selfies, so do as I say, not as I do. Well, who was it that, do you know off the top of your head, I'm trying to, trying to look it up here in, in uh, incognito, but everybody's hearing me type, I'm sure, <laughs> where he had a press conference and the the reporter asked, you know, you've told people not to um, not to make unnecessary trips and your family has 
you know, gone to uh, birthday parties or something like that. And he goes, uh, there was this a longstanding. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's um, it's the governor of uh, Illinois. Okay. Uh, it's like JP something or whatever. So he was talking about uh, again another Democrat. You know, talking about how their state needed to be locked down and people shouldn't travel. Excuse me, I had the hiccups. And somebody said, some reporter said, well, what about your wife taking a trip to Florida to go shopping? And he goes, you know. Here we go. I've got, I found it. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker. Yeah. And he lost his cool when they asked him. Um, yeah, he's a multi-billionaire governor. They own the Hyatt Hotel chain. Uh, he extended the Illinois shelter-in-place order to at least May 28th, leaving most Illinois unable to work or even leave their homes for non-essential tasks. He made it clear that he feels a lockdown is a matter of life and death and that travel, including travel out of state, is a major risk factor for spreading the, the virus. So on Thursday, a reporter asked for the Illinois patch, uh, uh, got an earful when he dared ask why the governor allowed his wife and children to leave the state during the first few weeks of the pandemic to, and to shelter-in-place in Florida. So he goes... They go, where's the first lady? Is she accompanied by the state security detail? Has she engaged in non-essential travel? What is the responsibility to say that stay-at-home order and non-essential travel bans aren't being abided by your family, the reporter asked. And he called the question reprehensible. Well, first of all, I want to say that in politics, it used to be that we kept our families out of it. When? My official duties have nothing to do with my family, he said. So I'm just not going to answer that question. It's inappropriate, and I find it reprehensible. Honestly, that, 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 that reporter wrote a story about it. I a little bit stuttering there. So my question is, since when have we kept families out of politics? Yeah, but that's just uh, that's just a, a way for him to try to shame the reporter. Right, that's but Joy all. Behar was saying she thought Baron Trump, who's, who was 12 at the time, was retarded. Yeah. Yep. You know, I mean, so. when have they kept families out of it? Yeah, the pearl clutching and how dare you is what he did, basically trying to, trying to shame them, which, you know, with the Democrats kind of works. Because the media usually is in their pocket, but obviously this person wasn't. Well, and the person should have said, okay, so my question is reprehensible. Can you answer it, please? Mm -hmm. Give me an answer. Yeah. You know, if he says I'm not going to answer it, just go. I don't care if my question upsets you. Yeah. Why why won't you answer the question? I'm upset that you're not answering my question, so who... Yeah. It used to be in politics when we answered questions. Yeah. I find you not responding to my question reprehensible. I find hypocrisy reprehensible. <laughs> you know? You big fat dummy. You big fat, fat dummy. <laughs> so did you see Ron DeSantos when... Uh, when That's the Florida governor. Yeah, when yeah, he, Pence came down to Florida yeah, to that visit. that was good. He had a response to... Well, it wasn't even that. It was his body language. He like It was totally a hold my beer moment. Yeah. It's like he looked at Pence and went... I'll handle this. Mm-hmm. Took a step forward, and he's like pointing his finger at the media, and he goes, "You sons of bitches don't even want to talk about that was it." Good. Yeah, it was good. He was. He didn't say sons of bitches. I'm just throwing but that. That's in kind there. of yeah. That's the general attitude of it. it was like basically you guys were uh, talking all kinds of shit about my state and when what I was doing, and it turns out, you know, you said in two weeks, just watch. Two weeks we're going to be like France, and two weeks we're going to be like New York because we're not taking this seriously. It's been fucking eight weeks, <laughs> and he didn't say fucking, but that's the attitude he gave. Yeah. And, and you guys aren't, you know, and, and none of that shit happened. You well, know? they're going to open Disney World again now. Yeah, I heard. It's like 11th of June or something like that. Now it's going to be masks and all that yeah. stuff. But they think they think by the end of July, Disney World will be fully open. They just, they need to. I mean, this is this is such a fucking joke. And I'm not, I'm, I'm tired of couching what I say and go, I understand it's a serious disease and blah, blah, blah. I'm done with that. 
after all the fucking data that we've gotten back from this, it really isn't more deadly as far as we can tell from the flu. It's got, it's got, it's, um, it's more communicable more and communicable. less deadly. Right. And there where from what we understand, it might actually be one of those types like the H1N1 or whatever that just burn itself out and we don't even see it again. We don't know at this point, but you can't just shut down the, 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 the country and the economy for well, maybe, maybe, I don't know. You can't do that. Well, and I, th- I can't remember if we've talked about this or not, but they, there are people who are saying the mask thing at this point is I, – I don't agree with this. I think the mask thing is a saving face, but there are, um, there are people who say this is just an exercise in compliance now. We're trying to see how That's many – That's what pe- it's turned into. How many people will – see, I don't think it's gone to that. I really think it's – I mean, it could be, but I think it's we said this was going to be so bad, we can't just put it back in place and everything's fine. We can't. So this is that Maybe. this is that you're at the party and the guy's messing with you and your friends and you're like you're lucky my friends here yeah hold me back yeah yeah I think the problem with that kind of analysis though is that it's because Trump refuses to wear it in front of the media that the left is taking it as a virtue signal saying you know Trump's a fucking asshole he's completely wrong and anybody that doesn't wear the mask is a Trump supporter at this point so if you don't wear that mask that means you support Trump that's all it's come down to at this point. And so we, you know, we're, it's a virtue signal for everybody, for for the the de- the Democrats that are in charge of everything, and the, just the Democrat and the, or the liberal on the street. It's virtue signaling is all it is right at this point to say, hey, fuck Trump. That's all this is at this point. And and I know that that people say, well, you know, studies have shown this, that, and the other. Studies show everything. It you can't trust. There's there's a study that says fucking everything from an expert from one field or another nowadays. You have, you have to decide, and that's why we. We um, elect our governors and mayors and legislature to, to make these decisions, you know, based on what it, what they find the best, you know, the most reliable source. Because you, you just can't at this point as a citizen find out wh- what's the best reliable source anymore. Who, who do you go to? There, there's everybody. If you choose a reliable source, someone else is going to say, well, that's a conspiracy theorist or that's that person's been discredited. And then you turn around and say, well, what's your source? And they go, well, this source, it's Fauci. Well, Fauci's been thoroughly discredited, too. So it's like, who do you fucking trust anymore? You have to just elect somebody that you trust to do the right thing. And it turns out that the Republican states seem to be more on track to do the right thing than the Democrat states. Yeah, it's appearing that way. Yeah. We're not seeing the huge spikes. So I'm not by any means acting like I'm an expert on masks. I've heard all kinds of contradicting um, data on the mask from so-called experts on both sides. On the side, I am I tend to believe in, since I'm anti-authoritarian and, and you know, and um, think the mask is bullshit. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna tend to, you know, put more stock in in the studies and the, the experts that coincide with my belief. Everybody does that. But when it comes down to it, you have to trust the people that you put in to, uh, that you voted in to make that right decision. And guess who's been making the fucking right decisions? Yeah. So, and speaking of that, we have our mayor, Mayor Fry. Jacob Fry. Well, before we get to All that, right, real that quick, while we're on fucker, the, that while little we're piece on of the... shit. If I see him in the street, you know, normally I try. You to... want to hit him right in his punchable face? Oh, I would. I'd want to. Why are you not winking? I, I wouldn't, but uh, I probably would fucking swear. No, you're winking. And it used to be that I'd I'd, I'd try to be I try to represent, you know, try to be like very, you know, above board. But I think I'd, I'd be like, hey, Fry, you fucking piece of shit, fuck off. You know, I couldn't help it at this point. Um, just to finish up the thing, right. governor. Yeah, sorry. So Walls, Minnesota governor, 
the last time we talked said, you know, he was loosening some regulations on restaurants, but I mean, not really just letting them having outside seating. Most restaurants don't have that. Even if they do have it, it's not going to be a significant amount. You know, it's going to be five and, or six tables. Yeah, the margins aren't enough. It's for that. just not enough. So um, there's been some pushback on that, but the big pushback came from churches who said, why does a church that has, I think this was uh, the archdiocese, Catholic archdiocese, and then the, uh, the Lutherans jumped in on this too, said, if we've got a church that seats 3,000 people, why can we only have 10 people in it? But Walmart can have 250 people. Right. There seems to be a shot at churches. Uh, there was one church, I think it was in Texas too, all the people, there were 250. Yeah, they got shut down. Yeah, and they all went to Walmart. Yeah. And they were like, see, we get to walk into Walmart, but. They anyway. should have just held the uh, service there. I think Walmart probably would ask them to leave. Yeah, but. probably. So Wall said, you know, nope, sorry, too bad on the churches. And the churches went, we're doing it anyway. So they said May 26th, which was, uh, I think Pentecost is coming up on the 28th or something. But they said they were going to get back to church on the 26th. And it was, it took about three days for Walls to go, holy shit, I think they're going to do it. So they loosen the restriction on churches. And this goes back to my theory that we talked about last time, is that they are hoping at this point that people just comply. If you had 500 people show up to the uh, Catholic cathedral, what were you going to do? You're not going to arrest them all. Yeah. You're not going to cite them all. And if they decide to go in, what are you going to do? And so I think what Walls did was backed off on this and said, Hey, we can't have them test the fence here because if they do, if they would, if he would have been smart, he would have been more consistent. If he'd been, if we wouldn't been a hypocrite and been consistent, people would be more apt to abide. But what he did was he played favorites, and especially that he opened up this the Minnesota's largest candy store. Well, that was only because it was a friend of his from the National Guard. Okay, then that's okay. We, we well, can't that's talk about he's that. a really responsible business owner. So. Yeah, so he knows, you know, so he'd do it the right way. But that's the thing: if if that kind of hypocrisy and that kind of inconsistency and just capricious, like deciding willy nilly without any reasoning, if he wouldn't have done that, if he would have been consistent about it, people would be more apt to abide by that and just kind of grit their teeth and go, "We'll get through this." But it's just looking around and saying, "This is all fucking bullshit." And, say, and saying that it's all like it's all picking winners and losers with no real consistency and people see it and they go fuck you if yeah for those listening who haven't seen do they call it the world's largest candy store or do they call it minnesota's I, whatever it's like in jordan minnesota um jordan like michael jordan uh look up the images of the thing this thing is literally a quonset hut i mean it's they've done some nice stuff on the inside but it is i don't know 50 feet wide at the most, and they're going to let 250 people in that place. There is no effective way to social distance in there when there's more than 50 people. Yeah. And that got to open. But a church didn't. A restaurant didn't. I mean, well, and, and there's no consistency to it. It's just frustrating to know that initially, right off the bat, they didn't take this seriously enough to make me take it seriously. If you kept the fucking pot dispensaries open, if you kept the liquor stores open, if you kept Cub Foods open, I kind of get, but then you keep Target open because they have food in it but everybody can can shop for clothing and electronics and consumer anything else they want to not in michigan yeah well not in michigan but at least you're I, welcome <laughs> yeah but if if they took this seriously they would have shut everything down if they took this seriously they would have focused like i said before on on the people that are most vulnerable which they actually went the opposite route and 
and put them more in danger. So they tell us to put on the fucking mask because you're going to kill grandma and grandpa. But then they turn around and send COVID patients from the hospital into fucking old folks' homes to fucking literally kill them. Well, first of all, if they'd taken this seriously, they just would have like welded people into their homes. Like China, you know, China, China. Was no, China right didn't track. do that. That's oh, no, a no. that's a troll. That's a Trump troll job. Okay, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, they no, didn't. No. Uh, they didn't do that in China. If this was a the as a bigger threat, they said, um, I would have been like, well, you know, you got to do what you got to do initially, right? Like in the first couple of weeks, otherwise. That, and that's what people said. Yeah, and we are we're all kind of. I mean, I wasn't quite as hardcore on that because tr- I understood that it's just almost impossible in a free society to do what you need to do to stop something that's that dangerous as what is dangerous as they were saying was. Right. And I knew it wasn't going to be. It wasn't feasible. Um, but when they came up with the excuse going, no, look, what we're trying to do is we're not stopping the spread. We're just kind of like spreading it out so that we don't get overrun in, a, in the healthcare system. You're like, okay, that kind of makes a little sense. I get it. Um, but then when that came and went and then they changed the fucking goalpost there. Um, yeah. Walls the is saying, after that, that then you go, no, 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 no. Fuck you. This is now a fucking power grab. And this is more, there's more behind the scenes going on here than just public safety. Yeah. Walls is saying, hey, until we get a vaccine. Yeah, fuck you with your vaccine, by the way. We're not going to have one. We're not going to have a vaccine. And when they come out with some shot to give you, and it's it's not a vaccine for one because you whatever they give you, it's an immunity booster. booster. Yeah, and I'm not going to fucking take it. Fuck you. Well, you're worried that Bill 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 Gates Gates is trying to rewire your brain, trying to sterilize me. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, you should be sterilized. (laughs) You really should be. So. Um, well, we mentioned this, uh, you mentioned Fry, but while you were on the nursing home thing, mm. we got to bring this up. Mm. So again, in Michigan, um, do we know who the governor of Michigan is? Is that Gretchen Whitmer? So, Pitmer. you know, she's, she's protecting everybody, you know, for your own good, but they'll send these, um, uh, they'll send these basically thugs into nursing homes. Uh, this Jaden Hayden. Uh, he is a 20 year old that was a patient who got, he was tested positive for COVID 20 year old little butterball Turkey here. Yeah. Put him into a, an assisted living home. Supposedly he had training in boxing though. Had a roommate, uh, who was a 75 year old, uh, vet. And now this is all allegedly kicked the shit out of him by, kneeling on his bed and punching this guy into oblivion. Um, and I say allegedly because it's not like this kid set up his own cell phone, took video of it, posed for it, posted it on social media, and then said, I didn't do shit. Mm-hmm. It's not like that happened. That's not like I, we can't believe our lying eyes. Yeah, so allegedly mm-hmm. he beat this guy up. I hate when they say allegedly. And in this story from CNN, if you look it up, uh, you know, Michigan, Michigan, uh, resident or Michigan nurse, 20 year old nursing home, Michigan resident assaults this guy basically. And under the picture of him punching this guy, which is a still from the video that this kid took with his own phone, which he set up in place. So it was premeditated. It says the man who allegedly beat the nursing home resident. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking allegedly to this. Yeah. Like like the cops allegedly beat Rodney King. No, yeah. they beat him. Yeah. You can argue as to why, but it was right there. So yep. I hate that they're saying allegedly. 
Well, initially, I was under the impression from the reporting that he was actually a um, an employee. Well, and you, that he was. you only thought that because that happens a lot. Yeah, that's another thing that we're not hearing is that at a lot of these um, care facilities and old ho- folks' homes, the the staff is beating the elderly, and there's video upon video. There's a website I go to. There's a YouTube, well, a YouTube channel called Red Elephants, Vince uh, Vincent James. He's got uh, Red Elephants. TheRedElephants.com has um, um, a story on this about uh, this title is Black on White Nursing Home Attacks Are Extremely Common, Just Like Black on White Crime. Now, you, you can try to dispute that. It's it's all true. It's, it's inflammatory sounding, but, you know, look at the statistics. Um, but there, if you scroll down, and it's hard to watch. I mean, I watched maybe two of these videos before I got so fucking mad I had to stop. But it's basically... Uh, video after video of the employees beating the shit out of elderly people. And a lot of these people are not getting, um, you know, getting slaps on the wrist. Uh, there's, there's ones where it's multiple resident or multiple employees beating on one person, taking turns. I mean, it's pretty sickening to watch and it's just video after video after, after story, after story of this. And, um, you're not hearing about it. Well, and here's another part buried in the story at the bottom the incident took place on May 10th, which is a Sunday. Um, and this is from uh, Wayne County Prosecutor Kim Worthy. Uh, but Hayden wasn't arrested until Thursday as a result of an investigation information provided to Detroit police. Now, he told his roommate, or he told the staff, his roommate fell down the stairs, right? So basically, he was able to, don't know if he did, because he didn't take any more pictures on his cell phone, terrorize this guy for another four days wow oh, or anybody else horrible. in that nursing home yeah and these poor people are stuck there yeah and then not only that but then you've got people like mayor um not mayor governor walls and governor um cuomo who just decided that it was a good idea to take patients that had covid and move them into nursing homes and they go well we had you know we had you know, policies set up for that. No, you fucking didn't. Because if you would have had the right policy set up for that, you it wouldn't have spread like wildfire and killed a bunch of old people. If we would have done this the right fucking way, instead of locking down healthy people and put all that money and energy into keeping people in these assisted living homes and and old folks' homes safe, the the it would have been a whole different story. And then you fucking have the nerve to tell me that when I don't wear my mask out in public, that I'm putting grandma at risk. No, mm-hmm. fuck you. Prove it to me. Show me. Show me the line from my not wearing a mask to who I got infected. I can show you the fucking line for the all the people you brought in to these uh, old folks' homes and fucking kill people. I can show you that line A to B to C. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So fuck you very much. Mm-hmm. I should have been doing my best diamond and silk while you were doing that. I could be. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you said something like, and President Trump, I just like, President Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Those two are fun to watch. I don't know if I could watch them for a long time, though. All right. So before we get into Jacob Fry, because this is going to be a long one, yeah. let's do some Would You Rathers. Oh, I thought we thought were going to skip those today, but people are, people are clamoring for them, like I said before. Yeah, I've gotten lots of emails on them. <laughs> All right. Would you rather have a multi-tool or a survival guide on you at all times? Mm, survival guide knowledge is power that's what schoolhouse depends on where you're at too that's what schoolhouse rock told me like like in the city here you're gonna want the multi-tool 
Like if urban survival, multi-tool all the way. Like when the shit hits the fan. But if you're out in the out in the woods or on a desert island or if you're, you know, wherever, like you have to rely on knowing what's good to eat and what's what's going to kill you, what's, what's I'm, I'm poisonous. Taking the, I'm taking the survival guide every time. Urban? In the urban? Nah. I'm, I'm, I'm couching it in the urban versus wooded areas. You know, the survival guide for sure would be like in the forest or in the desert or Antarctica. <laughs> the multi-tool I don't think has a whole lot of tools that you can't come up with in a pinch. I guess it depends on which one. I mean, those you've had Leatherman, right? Those yeah. Fancy. You use that for a lot of stuff. Yeah, but I mean, I think if you have to, other than like needle nose pliers and things like that. There's... Dude, I think a knife is super important. Yeah. If that's all you have. Yeah, I suppose. I mean. Still going with the survival book. All right. Would you rather go to space camp or boot camp? <laughs> uh, boot camp would be interesting, but let's face it, go to space camp. Yeah, it depends on what age I was at. Oh, wait, unless they put you in that zero gravity thing that, like... Oh, uh, that makes everybody throw up? Yeah, the thing where they, they strap you in like uh, Frankenstein's monster and start spinning you. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, I'll take boot camp. Yeah. They can't even yell at you properly anymore at boot camp. Like, the drill sergeants aren't supposed to, like, scream at you anymore. I think they still do it. Well, they partially, they all lost their voice doing it, so they decided they're not going to do it anymore. <laughs> all right. Uh, would you rather your country have better education or better health care? Education. So you have better doctors. There you go. You'd, you'd have better health care with better education, right? Well, that's what the teachers tell me. And people would be more educated to keep from getting like sick over bullshit or stupid shit. Uh, one more. Would you rather be a movie critic or a food critic for a living? I don't know. Either way, you got to eat or see some stuff you don't want to eat or see. I'd probably be a movie critic before I'd be a food critic. I'd be a bad food critic because there's there's a lot of food I don't like. You'd probably get bored. Like, there's only so many things you can say about food, like different euphemisms for whatever it is or different different ways to say it's salty. You know? That could be a drop, too. I think uh, when it comes to food, I'm more of a food as fuel kind of guy. Yeah. I'm more of a just food's a functional thing for me. Like, I eat the same breakfast pretty much every day. And my wife's like, don't you get bored? I'm like, no, I actually look forward to it. I I actually enjoy trying, like, a lot of different foods. And I've, I've got kind of an iron stomach. So I'll, even if it sounds nasty, I'll give it a try. If I could, If I could eat the same thing every day. If it was socially acceptable to wear the same clothes, you know. Oh, I'm all about changing, like, my look. Not, yeah, I know you are. <laughs> um, I just, it's its one more decision you don't have to make. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like my well, my I, day is already full of other decisions I got to make. Yeah, I know I get it. Like, decision paralysis is a real thing, especially with, like, food. Like, when you go to the grocery store and there's just so much to choose from, it's tough. Or even a restaurant that has a big menu. You're like, I don't even know what to get. Well, I remember a while back hearing Jordan Peterson talk about this, that they've discovered that, uh, I can't remember what it was called. It was like cognitive fatigue or something like that based on just the decisions you're making over and over. Too and they find choices. People are making them more with social media because they have all these different things they can look up or, um, uh, you know, like there's they have so much more access to information and things that make them think about and m- make selections on stuff. And it. 
the more stupid little decisions you can take out of your life, the healthier mentally you you Wasn't well, that why Steve Jobs are. did the blue jeans and black turtleneck? Is yeah, that the story maybe, behind that? Maybe. They didn't have to decide what to wear every day because that's that was his uniform. That's what he wore every day. That's what they say, at least. Yeah, I don't know. There was a professor at my college. He was a physics teacher. He wore the same thing every day. And I don't think it was necessarily the same shirt and pants, but it was always white shirt, tan pants. Yeah. White shirt, tan pants. All the time. And, you know, it's just, it's easier if you just don't have to make all those stupid little decisions. I don't know. I think if my job was food critic, I can imagine getting tired of doing it because there's only so much for i mean maybe there is enough variety out there to be a food critic and not get tired of you know you cycle through it so you wouldn't get tired of food i guess but with movies the same thing i guess right well there's a couple kinds of food i don't like at all indian food i just can't eat it i've i've tried to eat it many many times whatever spices you just don't dig i just i don't like the food and french food in general i'm not a fan of french food you know so People will say, oh, you don't have a sophisticated palate. I'm not arguing about it. I don't. So what? <laughs> so I'm a very Midwestern palate. Yeah. So anyway. All right. On to uh, Jacob Fry and his punchable face. Yeah. So he's, after all the data's out and we're seeing that this the coronavirus, the Wu flu, is not not as deadly as they said it's not as communicable as they said um they found the the places where like in new york the reason it was communicable is because they had things like the subway system where people were packed in like sardines and they were hacking on each other and um they there was even a thing saying there was like a church that had like a huge like the parishioners didn't really get the coronavirus didn't get covid but the choir did did you hear about this yeah and they kind of extrapolated and figured out that it's because the choir when they practice singing they were expelling a lot of spittle into the air because they're yelling and you know putting out so and they were in close quarters like doing you know in the band room or whatever or choir room doing so it's just a matter of being in close proximity and kind of like expelling all these you know particulates and that's why they go well that's why the mask works no it's not that's not you don't need the mask you just need to not be a fucking asshole and and spittle everybody not scream at everybody it's, you got that video of that woman in new york that went to the grocery store and god forbid she didn't wear her mask and there's a video of all the yeah like six people around her yelling people get screeching out, get at her out. one guy pulls his rips his mask off his face and screeches at her spittle flying it's like dude you, you're the problem if if everybody would have kept to themselves and been quiet and she didn't talk to anybody she wouldn't have spread covid to, if even if she had it she wouldn't have spread it to anybody what would you have done in that situation? Uh, I if honestly, you were the guy in the store, if I was the person, and then everybody You're came after me, out. um, yeah, I would, I would scream right back. I You're mean, not calling I, me to post bail after you punch somebody. I mean, it would depend on how close they got to me. Social distancing, social distancing is what I'd be yelling, and then they get in my face, and I'd do the hobo hand up. I, I could be wrong. I just saw a couple clips of that video from far away, but it did not look to me like in, there were any able-bodied males in the picture. It looked to me to be a bunch of Karens, a couple of older guys. Oh, there's one kind of flouncy dude. That's the one that ripped his mask off is what I'm talking about. So, I, said, I said able-bodied. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, so at, um, where was I going before that? But my point is I think it was just a bunch of people who would not expect that someone was – if that my my point is, had that not been a woman by herself in the store, if it was you know a guy, a guy who looked like maybe he could handle himself, 
no one was going to say anything. Well, I've been I've gone to multiple locations where like I've gone to liquor stores, I've gone to grocery stores, I've gone to uh, where else was it? There was a couple other places I went to where I was the only one not wearing a mask. All the employees were wearing masks. This was before the uh, mayor Fry put down his Minneapolis edict saying you have to wear masks indoors. Um, Did anybody scream at you? Uh, all I got was all a lot of the patrons gave me the shit eye. But the empo- they were patronizing. Yes, and then the, but the employees were helpful and friendly and, and and fine. They weren't like trying to make me feel like I was unwelcome there, because if they had us, if they didn't want me to walk in there and spend my money, um, without without a mask on, they would have posted on the door. We don't want you in here without a mask. And then I had to turn around and went somewhere else. And they know that, and so they just they don't care. And as long as uh, yeah, like you said, maybe it's because I don't look like I'm gonna take shit. So when I walk in there without my mask on and people shit eye me and I shit eye them right back. Maybe they're not going to say anything. I think it's a matter of not whether or not you look like you're going to take shit. It's just like if that person decided they weren't, would bad things happen? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you could – there could be some guy like the the mountain from Game of Thrones, the big huge guy walking in there. And he could be the nicest person in the world. Like, hey, how are you doing? Can I help you with all that? No one would give him shit because yeah. just know that if it goes south – Nobody's going to be able to stop that guy. And so that's why I think there were so many of them yelling at this, you know, small woman, you know, just screaming. Circling back to my initial point was that. You had an initial point? The initial point was the the virus is not, we're talking about the Mayor Fry had his thing where he said you got to start wearing masks at at all indoor public and private businesses as far as I know. Yeah. Um, And instead of looking at the data and going, okay, we need to start loosening things up and just getting on with our lives and build that herd immunity and maybe take care of the most vulnerable. Instead of being rational, he's doubling fucking down. Are you getting your science from faux news? Yes. Yes, I am. Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson. No, actually, Hannity's been irritating me lately because Hannity's been going on and on about, just wear the mask. We just need to, you know what, just wear the mask. That's what he's been doing nonstop for two weeks now. You finally got irritated by Sean Hannity. Finally got irritated by Sean Hannity. Welcome to the dark side. Yeah, so he's been... He's been doing that. He irritates the yeah, shit Yeah, he's been out doing of that nonstop. He's like, I want to go to a baseball game. Just wear the mask. And I'm like, no, Hannity. No. If people are worried and they don't want to get sick, stay the fuck home. Well, and, like, and he talks about baseball games. He's like, yeah, but these, like, let's say you have an elderly person that really wants to go to the game. And if everybody's wearing masks, then they can be safe and go to the game. And I go, yeah, they can be safe regardless of the mask. Here's I can't believe you're you're making me do this. You're making me defend Sean Hannity. Oh, okay. I'm gonna do it. Uh I'm fine with like his point where he says, Look, if Major League Baseball comes out and says you can go to the game but you have to wear a mask and he says, I'll wear the mask. Fine, go ahead. I love baseball. Can't wait to be outside watching baseball with my kids. It may not happen this year and I will miss it. I'm not wearing a fucking mask at the game. I'm not doing it. I would I would comply. I'd wear the mask if there if the threat was what they initially stated it was, or like when the strip club told you to. <laughs> yeah, boys. My my nickname's the sniffer. <laughs> no, that's Biden. Um, no, the he only sniffs kids. <laughs> the uh, not cooter. <laughs> you almost got me. <laughs> Taking a pull of that Mountain Dew, just fucking out your nose. Almost saw it. Um, like I said, I, I'd be more willing. I'm, I'm, I have a little bit of an anti-authority 
authoritarian streak in me, but I, I can be reasonable. And if, Are you sure? if you're telling me something and you have a good reason for it, I'll go, all right. But right now, there's no fucking good reason for any of this bullshit. I saw a woman at the hardware store. So the hardware store I went to the other day to get the part I needed to have, um, I had to wear the mask. So I went in, got the part, came out. But as I was coming out, there was an older woman probably in her 80s, had the mask on. She pulls the mask down to sneeze. Oh. Doesn't cover up nothing. Awesome. Snaps the mask back into place. Love it. I'm just like, lady, come on. Yeah. There's no point now. And that's the thing. Everybody, nobody's going to do it right. Um, I love when they've got it like some guy has it below his mustache. And he's like, put the mask on. Yeah. Well, a lot of people walk around with it below their nose, and I've noticed that when they talk, it like naturally pops down under their nose a lot, and they just don't bother, which is fine because they're they're kind of realizing that it's kind of pointless, and maybe they'll get to the point where they're just irritated and take it off. I hope, and people go enough, enough of this, and you see what was that pool party that every all the Karens are upset about? The pool yeah, party. the one in the Ozarks. And they're like, Geez, you just wait for two weeks. Doctor Oz is like, two weeks, it's going to be massive. There's going to be so many people sick. And I'm like, no, there isn't, because for first of all, they're all mostly young people. And they're probably not even going to present any any. They're all symptoms. outside. And even if they are um, getting each other COVID, good. Herd immunity, motherfucker. It's about time we start doing that. We should have done it a long time ago. Look at Sweden. People go, well, Sweden's, you know, you can't talk about and, and Sweden didn't do this, like, for the right reasons. You know what I'm talking about? Like, Sweden's all fucked up politically, I think. I think they got all kinds of problems politically. I think they're very feminized. In Sweden. Yeah, but I also think they handled this well. They handled it well because they kind of have to. The way their their constitution is set up, they don't have kind of the authority to actually tell people they have to stay home and all that. They just it's something about their the way the rules are set up. They can't. So they just been telling people, hey, be careful, try to social distance. They can't force you to do anything. And then they were putting focus on you know the people at risk. Well, and Sweden's a little different. Like um, I saw this on a YouTube channel where someone from Sweden was talking about it, and she said we generally don't distrust the government yeah. like people in the United States do. Yeah. So if the government says, hey, social distance and be careful, she goes, we'll do that. She said, but young people don't generally live with roommates. Usually you live on your own. Yeah. It's really unusual to have a roommate. So if somebody stays home and social distances. I thought in Sweden a lot of the younger adults did live with their parents, though. Um, I think to like college age yeah. and then they're then they're gone. But regardless, they didn't do they didn't do the lockdowns or anything there, and they said, well, they had a spike. Yeah, they did. But they're the develop, they're actually developing herd immunity. It's it's working. It's doing. It, there's no. They're actually doing better death wise than a lot of the surrounding countries, Netherlands and all those countries. So, well, what you have to do when somebody says to you, "Hey, you need to wear a mask," go, "Well, it's illegal to have a mask and conceal and carry." So <laughs> nice. And then just walk away. That's nice. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, there's and then a you couple, just wink at them. There's a couple of things I saw. And go like this. <laughs> a little, little, little gun little finger. Thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I saw some uh, um, Twitter posts, and I don't know where this was, but there was like businesses. There's like a hardware store and another business where they put signs up saying, if you want to be a patron here, don't wear a mask. Oh, really? Yeah. There's like one that said, you know, the one that was all political saying the fucking government's, you know, this, that, and the other, and don't wear a mask because you're fucking idiot if you do it. But the other one was like, for the safety of our our, our employees do not wear a mask in here, basically saying, you know, because if you want to rob the place, that's kind of the attitude yeah, behind true. it. And so that was a pretty cool, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Especially if you're like a cash business 
you know, or liquor stores and stuff. Don't fucking walk in this liquor store. Don't talk. Don't walk into my gun shop with a fucking mask on. Okay. You'll get shot. You'll get shot. <laughs> um, I know we want to get to the Jacob Fry thing and we will. You mentioned real quick Twitter. Did you see that Twitter is starting to fact check the president? Yeah. So there is there are two people on the left that I actually watch on YouTube. Uh, a woman named, unfortunately, Crystal Ball. Her parents couldn't see that coming. And uh, um, Sagar, I can't remember his I can't remember his name or how to pronounce it exactly. But they're on the they're on the Rising for the Hill, and they do. I mean, they are they're lefties. They admit it. They look at stuff fairly objectively, in my opinion, and they said, this is stupid that Twitter is fact-checking Trump now. They should have never done it because now they got to fact-check everybody. Mm-hmm. When the Chinese government puts out something that says, hey, uh, the U.S. US Army started COVID-19, you're going to have to fact-check that tweet. You're going to have to do all this stuff. And this all started over um, Trump saying that someone should investigate Joe uh, – why am I forgetting Joe's last name from Mika Brzezinski? Uh, Scarborough. Scarborough, yeah. They, Sorry, uh, I'm looking stuff up while you're yeah. talking. So they, um, he, when he was a congressman, there was a young woman, 28 years old, who died in his congressional office. And they say the autopsy said she passed out, hit her head, whatever. I don't care, you know. But Trump said, hey, somebody ought to look into that because uh, that should be a cold case thing. And Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski, especially. Oh, she flipped her wig. Because those two are together. Yeah, lost her. She's like, uh, she said, you guys have to, at Twitter, have to do something about this. And if you don't, I'll call people I know, and they will. And so Jack Dorsey uh, knuckled under, and they fact-checked Trump and said, hey, this post isn't correct. And Rush Limbaugh's point in the whole thing was that Scarborough has been throwing all sorts of shit out there about Trump all the time, and now someone's finally done it to him. He doesn't believe that Trump actually believes that Scarborough had this woman killed. But hey. That was just trolling on on Trump's part. Yeah. But I just think it's funny now that Twitter is suddenly saying, okay, well, we're going to fact check the president. They don't see that going badly for them. And, well, uh, there, there's uh, – who is it? Uh, Ted Cruz is talking about it. now they've crossed the line at this point. Now they can actually – we can talk about them not being a platform and being a being – a, um, I think that would be great. What's the term? A publisher. A publisher as opposed to a platform at this point. So uh, what Crystal Ball and Sagar were saying was you started down a path you can't stop. That was stupid. You shouldn't have done it. And I, I think they're 100% right. Well, so it's going to be interesting to see cen- what happens. The censorship is still ramping up. You heard about the woman who had her private Google Docs um, um, edited. Google edited no. her private cloud Google Docs. They edited out. She had a video saved in her Google Docs of that um, woman, the scientist that was you know, talking about – that was against Fauci. Mm-hmm. And that, that all got censored off the, off the YouTube and off all that. But she saved it to Google Docs and Google edited it, took it out of her private Google Docs. Even though you know, it's cloud, but it's supposed to be her private cloud you know, stuff. They're not supposed to go in there and fuck around. That's not well, part of the terms of service. I, you know, Jordan Peterson went through this when Google shut him out of his uh, Gmail stuff. He's like, I've got seven years worth of emails. Yeah. You can't just shut it off. And Google's like, well, we own it. They do own it. But I, terms of service can't be that they... I, I think they can. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. That's why I don't have a Gmail account. That's why I don't use Gmail. Well, yeah. When I save shit, I save it to a hard drive. Like my own physical hard drive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
then there's this all, another thing about, did you hear about YouTube censoring comments discussing Wu Mao? Have you heard about this? No. They're, it's the Chinese government 50 cent commenters and trolls. It's like a, um, so it goes, representatives of YouTube have explained that they delete comments. It was due to an error. Um, but it. But this is, it's funny when people say, you know, why doesn't, why don't people trust the media? It's because of what Trump said. No, it's because the media keeps doing stuff like this. Well, here we go. So YouTube is censoring and deleting comments discussing Wu Mao, which is the Chinese government's 50 cent party, which is the government, the Chinese government's like trolls, basically their army of trolls, basically they send out. And so anybody talking about Wu Mao um, gets censored like like you, you're not supposed because the Chinese government doesn't want people talking about their, you know, their psyops or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff. And so. YouTube is actually taking the side of the Chinese government against um, Americans and American companies. And what a surprise. Them. Yeah, so it goes, uh, this person, so there's an allegations from the Oculus VR co-founder. So the Oculus technology is the VR technology. Palmer Lucky. So he posted um, a claim to Facebook saying, YouTube has deleted every comment I have ever made about the Wu Mao, an internet propaganda division of the Chinese Communist Party. Who at Google decided to censor American comments on American videos hosted in America by an American platform that is already banned in China? This appears to be a new global policy on YouTube, not directed at me specifically. Try saying anything negative about the, and he's got the Chinese characters for Wu Mao, or even mentioning them at all. Your comments will last about 30 seconds and get deleted without warning or notice, CCP censor style. To what end? It will be interesting to see if this gets any mainstream media coverage over the coming days and weeks. Nothing so far, is what he said. Great. Now that you've said it, now our podcast is going to get deleted. <laughs> but that's what's going on here. So, and you've got the the World Health Organization in the pocket of the Chinese, um, you know, flagrantly basically doing their bidding. Not for much longer. Not for much longer. So, yeah, and people go, well, well how is that? I mean, the Chinese only um, give us, you know, America gives way more money. They should be, they're, they're doing our bidding. We're like, no, they're not because we're not doing the stuff the Chinese are doing under the table payments and all that kind of shit that's going on, this nefarious shit that they're pulling. Well, and we also, I mean, we mentioned this before with like the UN. How do these people from these backwards countries wind up running the... The you, Human Rights Tribunal or, or, or whatever. Or being the president of the, or, or the whatever general or whatever of the... I don't know the UN's ranking, but whoever's in charge of the UN. Yeah. How does it wind up being somebody from some third world African country? Yeah. How? It's nonsense. And we pay the most money for this. And people who are anti-American, not necessarily because they hate Americans, but they're anti-American policy, they wind up running the thing. Fuck, we don't have to pay for it. Screw you. Yeah. If you're not going to go along with what we want, then why should we pay for any of it? Especially so. since we're... You're capitulating to an actual enemy of the United States. How, how is that? How, er, er, these companies and and the the UN and the WHO are actually doing the bidding of an enemy. They're they're a sworn. They they've say, stated that they're our enemy. They're not our friend. China. Crow. Don't be such a racist. Yeah, you have, have to be better. I haven't been a, a Chinese racist in a while. Donald Trump, don't trust China. China is asshole. <laughs> I had a chance to use that in a while. All right. We keep talking about it. Let's talk about the Jacob Fry thing. So, the, well, yeah, this is a new Jacob Fry thing because we're, we're transitioning to the George, uh, George Floyd incident in Minneapolis here. It's been all over the news in the last couple of days and for, for good reason. 
So um, this yeah. guy got the cops got called to what was a forgery in progress in Minneapolis. Tried to pass a fraudulent twenty dollar bill. Yeah, something like that. Uh, so cops show up in this George Floyd who. It sounded like it had some trouble in his past, but had a lot of people in the community that liked him. Yeah, that's, that stood up for him and said he wasn't a bad guy. Yeah, including some people who used to uh, employ yeah. him at the restaurant. He was a bouncer. Secu- at, yeah, yeah. And they said he was a nice guy yeah. and everything. And um, now, I know they always do this bullshit where they go, gentle giant. You know, They'll say that about a guy that, that was a big dude that got into trouble with the law and—, and they go, well, he was a gentle giant. You go, oh, you roll your eyes. But, you know, sometimes that might be true. And and it may not be true in this yeah. case, but it also doesn't appear like it's over the top like it was with Trayvon when they're showing pictures of him when he was three years younger in a hood looking all innocent. Um, so the cops, and if you can't find the video from this, out, you're uh, living on a deserted island without Internet. Uh, so the cops come in, and they had him in the car at one point. And there were two cops who showed up initially – and then two other ones show up, and somehow he's out of the car again, and they claimed he resisted arrest. Well, the video starts filming with the police officer having him down, face down on the ground, right by the curb. I mean, basically his head in the gutter. And the cops got his knee on the guy's neck. I mean, not in his back or his shoulder blades, like in his neck. Yeah. And the guy's going, I can't breathe, officer, sir, I can't breathe. I mean, the guy is not... He may have resisted before the video came in. Maybe that was true. I don't know. But at that point, that guy can't do anything. He's right. cuffed, and he's face down, and he's not resisting. Yeah, if you haven't watched the video, um, I mean, I don't recommend it if you don't if you if you don't think you can handle it because it's it's tough to watch. I mean, it's like nine minutes of this cop with his knee on on his neck and him looking ple- smug as hell. Yeah, and him pleading, um, you know, and calling out to his mother. I mean, it's it's heartbreaking, and you've got people on the street trying to reason with the cops, partially trying to reason and partially calling them names because they're upset seeing this, rightfully so. So there's a guy and a woman there saying, "Hey, this, get please, he's not resisting. Just take your knee off his neck." Um, and one of the guys that's I don't know if it's the guy recording it, but one of the guys that's having the confrontation between the officer that has his knee on um, um, George's neck, uh, George Floyd's neck. And then the officer that's um, kind of doing crowd control, um, the Asian guy, um, he's trying to reason with him, going, hey, I, I was in, you know, uh, he said something about, I, I know mixed martial arts, you're cutting off blood flow. He told him, he's trying to be, trying to reason with him. He's like, hey, bro, bro, this is not cool. Don't, please just take your knee off his neck. You know, this is not right. And, uh, and then there comes a point where he gets pissed off and he's like, you know, starts calling them names. That's fine because he, everybody's getting agitated because nobody's listening. And this cop that has his knee on his neck. I don't know what his fucking deal is, but he's acting so nonchalant. And then at one point, the people start kind of like getting closer, like because they got their videotaping, they're trying to see what's going on. And he takes out Mace out of his pocket, shakes it, and acts like he's going to fire Mace at the, at the people. And it's not like a huge crowd of people. It's just a woman and a guy, I think, as far as I can tell, that are just like trying to reason with them. And so, yeah, it's hard watching. And then you see um, George Floyd. Um, trying to kind of like reposition his head and at one point the woman says look his nose is bleeding stop you know because he's actually like pushing his face into the ground he's trying to like reposition and the cop just fucking sits there just like no and you're wondering what's going on why are they cuffing him at this point why why is he staying you can't figure out because i can't from the initial video see anything but this cop there's another cop behind the cop car doing something um, supposedly but what and so how much do you think that cop weighed uh 
180 with all his gear on, probably around 200, 200 pounds. Yeah. I mean, he's got basically all that weight on that guy. He's not. A, he's not a big guy, or not a thick guy, but he looks like he's somewhat tall. Yeah. He's um, I and would then, bet and, there's 200 pounds of cops. And you hear the guy go, you know, my neck hurts. I can't breathe. My back hurts. And you, you understand a lot of these cops deal with guys that that's the initial thing they're going to do. They're going to pull there and be like, oh, you're hurting me. You know, just to get them to let go so they can, like, try to get away. You know, that's that's one of the, the ploys that a criminal pulls. And so some cops probably get a little jaded by that. But it doesn't, doesn't defend the fact that you should know if you're causing, you know, that kind of damage to someone. And they go, well, you know, it depends. You don't know how much weight he was putting. He had both knees on him. So maybe he was putting his weight mostly on his other knee. And maybe maybe still. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But he ended up dying and he ended up going limp, going limp. And he spent another how many minutes with his knee on this guy's neck till the paramedics arrived. And even after they arrived, he stayed on him for quite a while. They checked his pulse, everything. And he still kept his knee on there. The guy wasn't fucking moving. He wasn't resisting at that point. That's when you goddamn take the pressure off. I've choked people out. It takes seconds. And you know when to let go. You don't not, hold it. We're not talking about the kids you babysit, okay? <laughs> yeah, but you don't you don't you don't hold it. Like as soon as someone goes limp, okay, maybe he's playing possum. You let up a little bit and you go, You're gonna resist? You're gonna resist, you check his pulse and all that kind of stuff, just to make sure and then you let up and you do what you have to do. But this this cop just was like uh, like zoned out. He was just like like a robot, almost. but if he's cuffed, and I, I think he was. I don't know if he was or not, to be honest okay. with you. But I mean, I would think if he was, if he was not cuffed, he'd have been able to put up more of a fight than he did. Well, and first of all, there was another another person on the streets talking to the, um, George Floyd, saying, "Hey, you know, don't don't resist," you know, telling him don't resist because he he might have been like struggling a little bit. But and I've seen subsequent videos where it does look like he was slightly tensing up i never saw like full-fledged fighting with the police in right. any video there's multiple angles multiple videos i've seen at this point where and and i'm open you know i'm not saying i definitely definitely know what happened but my my lying eyes you know <laughs> or anything but from all the angles i saw what i saw was they had him under control most of the time and he might have tensed up at some point when they tried to cuff him i think someone said even at one point he says you know when they were trying to put him in the cop car that he would said i'm claustrophobic or something yeah, That's, he was in the car and then yeah, he was so out. Yeah, so he's kind of freaking out. So maybe they pulled him out because he's freaking out in the car. Who knows? None, none of this justifies what happened. I'm not trying to justify any of this because it was hard to watch, and I was mad watching. I was mad watching this. Is like I was like the guy that was talking to the police saying, "Dude, just let him go," and getting pissed off. I was getting pissed off. I was like thinking, "God, if I was there, I'd just like bull charge this cop." Yeah, I mean, and then he go, "Ooh, that would have been a bad idea." Yeah, it would have been a bad idea. But doesn't part of your like humanity feel like? Oh you God, my do adrenaline something? was running watching this, and and I felt really bad for this guy. And I'm like, fuck. You know, and so, but that's the thing. It's like, okay, this is a bad situation all around. Um, but what's worse, this is where we're getting back to Jacob Fry. Jacob Fry comes out with a statement, and his statement right off the bat is saying this was racially motivated, saying um, that uh, a white cop murdered a black man, and then saying uh, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a death sentence to to grow up black in Minneapolis or some shit like that. And I'm like. I mean, that enraged me right there. It's like, you piece of shit. You are fomenting racial hatred on top of a, a situation like this where you should be trying to do what you can do to de-escalate. You think you're appeasing the crowd, maybe. Maybe that's what he thinks he's doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Virtue signaling and appeasing um, because he's, you know, because he's got some he's got some culpability in this. 
and, and the Absolutely. way the police department's train, trained and all that because there's been situations like this in the past where they were supposed to they, they should have addressed. So he he's probably thinking, well, shit, I got to deflect off myself. Maybe he's being very calculating about this that way, or maybe he's just virtue signaling he's like, like, a, like a liberal. But he's doing everything that you think a piece of shit liberal progressive would say or do. He's doing it by the fucking book, and it sickens me because – you are fomenting racial hatred. You're making it more dangerous for everyone, for the for the good police officers, for black people, for white people. Because don't tell me that this doesn't stoke uh, racial hatred from the blacks towards whites that that they won't do anything because it's been proven it does. This media coverage that that focuses on it. You've had just recently where those that elderly couple was shot and killed in a cemetery. Yeah, by a brought black that up last because time. of the coverage of of um, this kind of coverage. Well, if you're saying that. Calling something the Wuhan flu will hurt, cause people to do bad things to people of Asian descent in the country. Then you have to admit that doing what Jacob Fry is doing is going to cause uh, cause uh, repercussions for people who are white yeah. in the city. You can't you can't separate those two arguments. Right. But you know a few things on this. First of all, I think. Uh, I, I can't stand Jacob Fry's smug tone when he talks yeah. all the time. God, I just hate the guy. I haven't even met him, and I can't fucking stand him. Uh, secondly, it's worth noting that all four police officers involved, two of them aren't on the video that I saw, right? have been fired. Immed- yeah, pretty much immediately. Yeah. They called in the FBI immediately. Yeah. They and, fired these and guys. And they should. Well, and I, if there are, and I know we have cops who listen, I would love to hear their opinion on this because my opinion in watching this is that's a bad cop i'm not saying all cops are bad i'm not saying most cops are bad there's a very small sliver of them but the problem is they took one cop who in my opinion isn't a good cop and jacob fry poured lighter fluid all over that fire now i'm gonna he did he absolutely did i am gonna kind of amend that a little bit it's not just one bad cop it's the cops that allowed that to go on too. Oh yeah, that are a problem. So, so there is maybe a systemic problem here we have to deal with. But it's not in itself racial. Well, because that was an Asian cop involved too. Yeah, there was. He, I think he was Hmong. But let me ask you this and answer this honestly. Do you think if that had been you or I that they showed up? Do you think one of us would have wound up on the ground like that? Well, let me answer you this way. You okay. remember the riotous protests and the and um, um, the cop that was immediately fired after he shot uh, uh, Justine Damon. Yeah. But, but well, wait a minute. Do you remember the riot and protest after that? Not no rioting, protesting after that. Yeah. No. After that shooting. And was he immediately fired? No. no, he was put on leave and he was paid while he was put on leave. And then they and then he wouldn't he wouldn't talk about it. And he was still getting paid until finally, you know, they decided it was it made a big enough stink. But there was no rioting. There was no race baiting. There was it was a, a tr- an attempted deal escalation of the racial aspect of it, that it was a black man, a Somali man, a Somali officer shooting a white woman. They said that had nothing to do with it. This was just a bad cop. Right. And it was actually it had nothing to do with her being white. Right. As far as I could tell, I never even considered that. Um, now the fact that he was an officer partially was because he was Somali and they were trying to like, you know, diversify the force and he shouldn't. Have, so there's, there's a racial component there. Yeah, and he did, he did poorly in his training. In fact, there were lots of cops in the police force who did not want to work with him. Yeah. But do you remember 
Like he wasn't fired. He wasn't immediately fired. They didn't bring in the uh, FBI for civil rights violations immediately I, because they didn't I'll take need your word to. for it because I didn't know. They didn't. Um, so the fact the fact that Fry could have just came out and said, hey, this is heartbreaking and there's something wrong in the department that this could happen with all the police officers there. And not one of them kind of said, "Hey, you know," or tried to tried to keep him from from getting killed. At this point, there's a problem, and we need to deal with it. It's not, as far as I can tell, race racially motivated. Um, if there's any racial component to this, the, the, if he's going to bring up race, he could have said, "If there's anything to do with a racial component here, it'll it'll come out in the investigation." But as of right now, this just seems like an uh, a use of force um, that was unacceptable and a murder, and everybody would have been fine with that. I think, you know. The, the, the race baiting is what really got me fucking heated. It got me so fucking mad because it's putting more people in danger. It's not, I think so, too. And, and they're, they're saying, well, you have to call it out for what it is. Yeah, I'm calling out for what it is. It's, it's a police brutality. I've seen this happen to white people. And, and it's not good to black people. It's not good to Asian, Hispanic people, white people. There was the, the instance where the guy, the police got called for the guy that they said he had a weapon in his hotel room. Was this Vegas or something? And he was drunk, and he came out of his hotel room drunk. And the two officers that were there had AR-15s pointed at him, and he was freaking. He was crying. He was freaking out. You remember this video? I and they see it, they no. told him to, to lay down on the floor. He complied the whole time, crying, saying, "Please don't shoot me." Wearing a pair of shorts and like a t-shirt, barefoot, and put put his hands out. They were giving him contradictory contradictory uh, directions, and he was drunk. Didn't know what to do. They said, crawl on the floor to us. So what does he do? He starts crawling on the floor to him. His shorts started falling down as he was crawling. Reached down to pull up his shorts. And this piece of shit cop with the AR-15 shot him to death. And it was disgusting. And I'm like, that guy had no reason to be a cop. And they had no reason to have that situation happen. But was there riots for that? Was there was there a racial there wasn't a racial component because it was white people? But you're saying it doesn't happen to white people. It happens to white people. It doesn't just happen to black men. You see these signs now. Wait, that guy was white. Yeah. How how come? Oh, he... Are you trying to get me all worked up? No, I'm he, already worked up. He was white. Why would the cops shoot a white yeah. guy? I mean, he didn't. He didn't. You know what? He's reaching for his white privilege card, and he didn't, oh, he didn't have it yeah, yeah, accessible yeah. Did immediately. Did Sparrowhawk give it to him? <laughs> yeah. So what I'm saying is, you look at the what's going on after the the protests that turned violent. And you see a lot of these signs saying "fuck the police" and and uh, you know it's not a, not a crime to be black. And you, you hear people talking about how this happens all the time. When's this going to stop? When are they going to stop targeting black people for murder? And I'm like, no, it's not what it, it's not what's that's not what's happening at all. It's a narrative you're 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 perpetrating to to foment a division between everybody and and racial animosity because that works for the Democrats, as far as I can tell. Well, and Jacob Fry is not learning the lessons of his predecessor, Betsy Hodges, Mm, because mm -hmm. she was there when the whole Justine Damon thing happened, which was not long after Philando Castile, which was another bad cop Oh, absolutely. Now, did Castile make some mistakes in that whole thing? Yes, he did. Of course he did. But that was a a bad cop. The cop freaked out. He panicked. I don't know why that cop wasn't charged. Because he was Hispanic. I think this cop's going to get charged. Um but anyway, uh, you know, Betsy Hodges had one uh, the Philando Castile's buddy. I can't remember the guy's name. I mean, I, I for a second when I saw this uh, George Floyd guy, I thought it looked like him. Um, but he oh, goes the to, friend of Castile. Yeah, he goes to all. He's an activist now. He goes to all these protests and everything. When um, 
Justine Damon got shot, he was at that protest too. And that's when they sort of stormed that press conference she was having and basically saying she had to go. And the look on her face was, wait, I'm on your side. And I don't think Jacob Fry is going to realize that this is going to come back to bite him with all of this stuff going on. His only option, uh, if this keeps escalating, and it's going to escalate because he keeps doing it, is fire the police chief, who is Madari Arredondo. He's a black guy. Uh, and from what I've seen, I mean, he was the one who made the decision to fire those cops right away. Right. Which was, I think, a good And decision. how long has he been on? Not very long. I think like two years. Yeah. So give him some Yeah. Give him some time. Yeah. And I, from what I've seen, I don't live in Minneapolis. I live near Minneapolis. But he's, you know, his press conferences, he seems to be a very calm guy. Um, and I don't hear that cops have a big problem with him. Maybe they do. I don't know. But just from an outside observer, he seems like a reasonable guy. So Fry's either got to fire him, and that's not going to go over well, or they're going to turn on Fry. There's no amount of appeasing the left and saying, hey, I'm with you when something like this happens. They're going to blame someone, and it's not going to stop with those cops. Yeah, so stand up and be a leader. You know? But he doesn't know how to be a leader. I know he can't. That's the problem with I'm I'm so fucking tired in Minnesota here of of – the uninformed electorate of, of people like voting just to vote Democrat without knowing what they're fucking voting for. Well, and there are people that vote Republican because they don't know what they're voting for. But the problem I have is to be a leader, you have to lead some people who don't necessarily agree with you. You have to be able to say, look, this is the direction we're going. I know we don't all love it. I know if we had a choice, maybe some of you wouldn't be going this way. But this is what we're going to do. You know, but you keep getting these fucking shit-stained fucking people trying who, to run the who believe city. they only have to appeal to a certain segment of people. Yeah. That's that's it. Jacob Fry is only interested in trying to get the people who agree with him to do stuff, and they vilify everybody else. You can't do that. You, if you're gonna be a leader, you gotta fucking lead, and you do it. Again, we go back to a consent of the governed. You have to get people to follow you. And I use this example all the time with my kids. I talk about went to a Renaissance fair and uh, they show the demonstration of the, uh, of the um, dog herding the sheep. And I said, watch this, you know, farm or the farmer or shepherd or whatever whistles, all the sheep look around and look for the dog. And I said, who's telling them where to go? And they said, the dog. And I said, is he? Is the dog telling him where to go? And they're like, yeah. And I said, no. Shepherd goes, we're going. Here's the direction we're going. And he whistles. And the sheep look around. They go, all I know is when I hear that sound, I got to find the dog. Because the dog goes, hey, this is where we're going. But the dog already knows. I said, they're not looking for the dog. They're looking for the whistle. You know, Fry is only interested in being a person who says, I'm just going to get the sheep that I want to go where I want and fuck the rest of those sheep, you know? Yeah. He just, he's, he's fine well, with some people just left hanging there. And it's also the, the typical Democrat where the, they basically think they've got the black vote, black vote locked in and they kind of do. Um, things have been changing lately as far as I can tell. But that's what freaked Betsy Hodges out. Yeah. She's got a room full of black activists yelling at her saying, you got to go. Yeah. And she didn't see where that was coming from. And where that was coming from was she's not changing what's going on there. And Fry's doing the same thing. He's not trying to make anything better for anybody. He just wanted to get his black vote 
and move on, you know. And he'll go do his little press conferences, do his little song and dance about how we care about you. You know, Black Lives Matter, all that stuff. He doesn't follow any of that stuff. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's got to be terrified of taking the heat for this. So, yeah, he's going to do immediately um, do that where he's, no, no, no. I'm, and like you said, not learn the lesson. Say, I'm on your side. It's the white cops that are but after you, not me. But because he's never been a leader yeah. and doesn't know how to lead, he also doesn't know how to take heat or criticism. If anybody gives him any shit for what he did, he'll be like, how dare you? My job is hard. Yeah. So what? You signed up for it. Or, I don't or, care. or point his finger at somebody else. Say, don't, not yeah. me, that person. That's the person to put your attention on. The, the, look at these white people just killing black people. It's not me. I'm on your side. I'm yeah. an ally. If you, got, if you want the responsibility, you have to take what comes with it. And he doesn't want to well, do that. And, and he made it worse. And he... There's people like him, and Barack Obama largely became – Obama believed, I believe, that being president involved meant giving good speeches. Yeah. And that's how Jacob Fry became mayor. And that's how Melvin Carter oh, is Oh, he's a the, pretty boy too. That doesn't hurt. Yeah. Melvin Carter's a uh, mayor in St. Paul for the exact same thing. Yeah. You know? They give the speeches, and they promise free stuff. They don't fix anything. They don't make anything better. Why is – why are Detroit and Baltimore and Cleveland and Minneapolis is becoming one? Why are they becoming shithole cities, you know, with hollowed out pensions? And- yeah, and there's there's a big problem with law enforcement here. The problem is is not having the backing of the of the mayor and the and the governor and the police chief usually. And, and then you've got uh, police officers that, you know, are they shouldn't be officers. And but the thing is, who wants to be a police officer at this point? Who wants to be stuck in these, you know, the the, the shitty areas where you don't have backing in order to, to do your job? Right. Because if you do anything out of line, that the mayor doesn't like if it's the right thing, but it's not good for the mayor's optics as a cop. He will hang you out to dry. Right. And and by that, not just get fired. You know, you could actually it could ruin your life. Yeah. So do you really want that job? Do we have the best people applying for the jobs? I know they're I know cops. They're good cops. There's cops that listen to the show that are great cops. Um, well, especially if they listen to the show, especially you that listen to the show are great <laughs> cops and, and there's more good cops than bad cops out there. Just like in almost every position by a profession. long shot, but you have to have the leadership to, to know how to deal with, you know, the, the cops that, that aren't good or to deal with situations like this, you know, in order to, to not have the people turn on the police and then. You have people that might want to become an officer going, no, there's no way I'd want to become an officer in this climate. And the way and the leadership doesn't have their back or they're doing the wrong things. And then who the, the cops that are there, you know, I don't know if I can trust them. You know, yeah. the mayor doesn't trust them. The uh, police chief doesn't trust them. Why would, why would I want to join those ranks and have everybody hate me? So you don't get, you know, you don't, you're going to get less and less good candidates at that point. Well, and I don't know, again, I could be totally wrong because I'm not involved in this. This is an outside point of view of mine. Going back to the police chief, Arredondo, I think it was a good leadership move. People will say it's a political move, and maybe it was. But to fire those four cops, you know, just fire them. Because I believe, and I'm viewing this from a corporate structure, so again, to all the police who may say I have this completely wrong, I will admit ignorance on it. But to me, it looked like he's saying, these are some bad apples. And instead of trying to defend some people who obviously should not be defended. And again, I didn't see the two in the video. I just, there are two of the four. I just saw the one kneeling, kneeling on the guy's neck and the guy basically, and the, the crowd, other one doing the nothing. Guy, just staying in there. 
Um, I understand he was controlling your crowd, but he wasn't. He should have been going, hey, let's. Yeah, the crowd wasn't riotous. Yeah, they weren't. The crowd wasn't a problem. Uh, Anyway, so I I don't know about the other two cops, but in my eyes, those two cops should be fired. Those two cops, the one with his knee on an, on the guy's neck, was a bad cop. The other one just wasn't a very good cop. He wasn't good at his job. I think the one who killed this guy, I, I think he was a bad person, just from what I could see, you know. And well, I'm making some judgments on yeah, some small stuff, but and, and something things could change. I think it was a good leadership move. If all of those things are true, for him to just say, "Hey, we're getting these guys out of there," because it doesn't make the other cops feel like they have to defend them. And I also would like to know what led up to this from the cop's perspective. I want to hear that. And and not because I want to defend what he's doing. I want to know how to stop something like this from happening again. Yeah. So you officers who are listening and go, Rooster, you're full of shit. You don't know what you're fucking talking about. Let me know. Okay. I'm I'm happy to be proven wrong if it makes me smarter. Yep. And uh, email is rooster at com, Or you can talk to me, Crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com. Or if you go to our Facebook page, I'm the one who posts on it. I read all the shit. So go ahead and light me up. See you, bye.